Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Today we're talking about a, an important topic as well. We talked about hope last week. Today we're talking about peace. Somebody say peace. Right, open up your Bibles to the book of John. John. I'm actually really excited about this Christmas series as we talk about hope, peace, love, joy, uh, what it means in our life, looking back and also going forward. And so I think today uh, we're in need of peace. This is what I'm going to tell you. I, I said this at West and I really believe this. Today, I really believe that there's some people that came in today one way, but you're going to leave out of here a different way. I really believe that the Spirit of God is in this place. We don't just come just to sing a few songs, listen to somebody talk, and give a cute speech for a few minutes. Like anything that I can say or any of our preachers can say, it, it, we need Jesus to speak to us. And I really believe that the Spirit of God is here this morning. And I believe that He's going to heal. I believe that He's going to transform. And I believe that we're going to leave out of here different than how we walked in. Come on, anybody believe that the Spirit of God is in this place? Come on, He's here. He's alive. He wants to speak to our soul this morning. Go to John chapter 14. As you're going there, look at your neighbor and tell him, you look fantastic this morning. Come on. Tell your neighbor to smile. Come on. Can you look at your other neighbor, the one you ignored the first time around, and tell him, all I want for Christmas is you. Come on. <laughs> John chapter 14. John chapter, if you're single, that'll work if you work it. John chapter 14. John chapter 14, we're going to start reading in verse 23. Verse 23. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and uh, we're picking it up uh, midway through the conversation. We're looking at what Jesus says about peace, and I think it's absolutely important. And then um, we'll talk a little bit about what that means. Then we'll worship Jesus one more time, and then we'll go outside. I heard it's snowing outside today, so it's going to be fun. Verse 23, are you there? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Isn't that beautiful? He makes a home in our heart. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Verse 25, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the one who we said is here today, the Father, he will send in my name. He'll teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Verse 27 is the one I want you to underline, highlights, the one we're going to kind of key in today. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. Somebody say peace. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Come on. How good are the words of Jesus right there in John chapter 14? Do not be afraid. From John chapter 14, especially verse 27, I want to speak for the next 25, 30 minutes. Um, around this topic, if you're taking notes, whether you have a notebook or a phone, if you're taking notes, I, I want to talk to you around this title, The Peace to Peace. The Peace to Peace. I want you to high-five three people around you and tell them, I got the peace to peace. 
I got the peace to peace. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I have the peace to peace. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll worship Jesus a little bit, and then have the best Sunday ever. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your love, and your mercy with us and toward us. We pray that you would have your way in this place, Father. Holy Spirit, be here. Heal lives. Open up eyes. God, do something in our midst today that we know uh, it was evident that you were here with us, God. And uh, I thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving people like us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. All of God's people say. Amen. Oh, come on. All of God's people say. Amen. Can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on, make some noise. Come on. We're talking about peace today, and I think peace is something that all of us want, that all of us desire, we want more peace. Now, now I think that we have this idea of peace, that peace would be possible if we had less of certain things in our life. Like, for example, if I were to ask this one question, if you had less of this one thing in your life, that would bring more peace, do you know what it would be? Some of you are looking at the person right next to you and I don't think that's the answer, but <laughs> come on, if you had less of this one thing in your life, there would be more peace, right? There would be more peace. I, 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 I kind of experienced that this past week. Um, actually, this past week I found out that me and Diana are gonna be great parents one day because um, as I told you, we, we recently became owners of a puppy. We became owners of a little puppy. I told you last week, his name is Zion. He's absolutely beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's uh, six weeks old. He's a little German shepherd, king shepherd puppy. He's adorable. He looks like his daddy. And um, <laughs> this past week, we had to go get him his vaccination shots. And uh, it was painful to see a six-week-old puppy get a huge injection put into him. I don't know about you, but does anybody hate injections? Oh, come on. Anybody in here? I don't know anybody who loves injection. I can't wait. I need an injection today. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anybody likes injections. But and those of you who have kids, I've heard stories. I don't have a kid. But, but those of you who have kids, I've heard that when you take your son, baby, daughter, whatever, to, to go get shots, it's heartbreaking. And so I don't have a baby, but I have a, a puppy. And so it came close. And so we, we went to the place where the puppy was going to go get his shots. And I found out I'm going to be a better dad than Dana is a mom because she's like, she's like, I can't take this. You hold the puppy. And so, and so I grabbed little Zion, little baby puppy in my arms. And um, I said, I'll do it. And I went in and um, the guy came over with this huge injection and uh, put it in our puppy. Now, as soon as he got the injection, he let out a big old cry. Ah! Yeah, exactly. I cried too. I cried too. We both cried. Tear came down my eye. But it, but it got me thinking, like, like if life was less painful, we would have more peace. Right? Like, like if life had less problems, we would have more peace. Like, like I'll, I'll show you another example. Like, come on, if life had less traffic, would you have more peace? Come on, somebody. <laughs> come on, less bills, you would have more peace. Come on, anybody with me? Less carbs, we would have more peace. Anybody with me? <laughs> For some of us, it's less. Some of us, we might think more is actually the answer. More money? Come on, anybody with me? Anybody would enjoy more money? Some of you are acting holy like, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm content in the Lord. Come on. We all would like a little bit more money. More vacation time? Anybody would enjoy more vacation? 
More carbs? Come on, some of us would enjoy more. <laughs> less or more. Some of us think that peace comes from having less of some things and more of other things. Then we'll have peace. Peace. I, I think there's a big problem, right? I think, I think the world is in need of peace. All it takes is for us to turn on the TV for a few seconds, for a few minutes, see our local news, global news, and the world is in need of peace. The world is in desperate need of peace. We see the problems around the world in politics and government and finance. Like the world is in, we're in need of peace. Like I'll ask this, like what's stealing our peace today? Well, like maybe you came in here today and, and there's some things that are taking our peace. Like, Alex, I wish I had more peace. In fact, I, 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 today I came to Calvary and I'm looking for more peace. I just, I just need some peace. We're in the rush of holiday season. And, and I just wish I had a little bit more peace in my life. And maybe what's taking your peace is anxiety. I just, I'm just anxious because of life, uh, this uncertain future. I don't know what life is going to look like. Maybe it's marriage issues, relationship issues. You're still single. Maybe it's health issues. Like, there's all these things that come into our life, and, and, and I don't have peace. And it's taking our peace. My job situation, problems at the office, problems with my family. If you only knew who my parents were and how they acted, I would have more peace. I have more peace if it wasn't for my boss. I just want to grab him, choke him, lay hands on him, pray for him, pray for him, pray for him. I want to pray for my boss. Like, that would give me more peace. Some of us think that, let's be honest, I've been there. Some of us think that, that peace sounds really nice, like it's an idea. Peace is nice. It's an illusion. It's a fantasy. It's a pipe dream. Ah, real peace really doesn't exist. Like real true peace does not exist. It'll be cool. It'll be awesome. But it's not attainable. It's nice to think that one day the whole world will be in harmony and peace. Ah, beautiful. Right? Can't we all just get along and then we'll have peace? Some of us think peace is temporary. Like, like well, well, peace is cool, but I only have peace once I put the kids to sleep. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> once the kids are asleep, then I'll have some peace. When Zion stops crying in the middle of the night, then I have some peace, right? Like, like when my boss, like, like, come on, on the shores of a beach in Cancun with no emails, no texts, no boss, no kids, then we'll have some peace. But peace, Alex, it's not ideal, it's not real, it's only temporary. And so we think that peace is temporary. And that's the big problem that we have with peace. In fact, I'll put it this way. We think that peace is a product of less conflict and more comfort. Well, the real peace, well, really the one that we need is a product of less conflict and more comfort. If I just had less conflict in my life and more comfort in my life, then I would have some peace. But I want to tell you today, as I started thinking about peace, looking at peace, praying about peace, I do think that peace is real. I do think that peace is available. I do think it's attainable. It's not temporary. It's not just an idea. I do think that Jesus came to give us more peace. In fact, I'll tell you this. Peace is not a place. Peace is not a product. Peace is a person, and his name is Jesus. You want peace? Get some Jesus. I want peace. I need more Jesus in my life if I want more peace. But the world is looking for things to bring peace. 
Can I tell you today, you don't need another electric car. You don't need an iPhone 17 X 2500. You don't need the latest car. You don't need the latest house to have more peace. What we need is Jesus to have more peace. He's the Prince of Peace. He is the one. He is peace in person. His name. Come on, if you're grateful for Jesus, can you give him a big praise this morning? Come on, he's a source of peace. There is no other source to peace than Jesus. But we're looking for peace in things and products and in places. And if I get there and if I meet this person, then I'll have peace. But peace, I'll put it this way. We don't need more things or less things. We need something, and it's really a someone. His name is Jesus. In fact, I'll put it to you this way. You can have complete peace only when you have the right peace in your life. What pieces are we putting in our life looking for peace, but we're missing out on the most important peace? You want complete peace? It only comes when you find the right peace, and the right peace is Jesus. Come on, anybody grateful for Jesus this morning? Come on, he gives peace that the world can't give. Come on, he fills us with peace. Today, are you looking for peace? His name is Jesus. In fact, I'll put it this way. When there is no Jesus, there is no peace. Have no Jesus, you will have no peace. But when you get to know Jesus, come on, you can know peace in your life. The more I know him, the more I worship him, the more I fall in love with him. This Christmas season, I don't need another gift. I don't need more lights. I don't need more trees. That's all great. But I want to know Jesus better. Anybody with me? Come on, like I want to fall in love with him. He is the prince of peace. Like I just don't want to have a church relationship with Jesus. And I think we're not careful. That's what a lot of us can fall into. I'm cool with Jesus. I meet him every Sunday. <laughs> I talk to him once a week, but, but that's not going to bring true eternal peace. It's a real relationship with a Jesus who is real, and he is the eternal source of the peace that every human heart needs because we all are in need of peace. No matter where you are in life, no matter your age, the human soul needs peace. And it's only fine. John chapter 14. John chapter 14 is absolutely fascinating because this is the night where Jesus is about to be arrested and about to be betrayed by Judas, one of his closest friends. And he's about to go up to the cross and be executed the following morning. Now, now John chapter 14, you got to read John chapter 14 through 17. It's absolutely beautiful. In the gospel of John, you see the conversation that they have. Jesus is having this conversation with the disciples for these last couple of chapters. And they have an incredible conversation. But, but if I can be honest, Jesus talking about peace there, like it just bewilders me. Behooves me. Confuses me. Like how can you talk about peace the night before your execution? unless you're the true source of peace. Can we be honest? I know some of us, we want to look good on the outside. I get it, I get it. But, but if that was me, I wouldn't be talking about peace the night before. Like the night before you're about to, and it's not executed in a nice way, like he's about to be murdered. He's about to be ripped apart in pieces. His bloodshed, the, po- the Bible says, to the point where he's unrecognizable. And yet the night before he's talking about peace. Like if that was me, I'll be looking for the nearest window. I'm looking for a bush to hide in. I'll give me, somebody bring me a horse, a donkey, a sheep, something. I'm riding out. I'm leaving the city. I'm out. Yet Jesus, the night before, he's talking about peace. Yeah. He's washing the disciples' feet, 
and he's talking to them about communion. He's talking about what, and, and he knows what's happening in the room because the disciples, for the, for the weeks before that, they were clueless. He kept saying to them, hey, I'm going back to my father. I came, I'm about to go to the cross. I'm about to go back to my father, but I'm leaving the advocate. And for weeks, they've all been like, what? What is he talking about? Jesus, come on, we can't wait to go to Jerusalem. We're gonna reign with you forever. <laughs> you gonna set up your throne. I wanna sit at your right and meet to your left. We're gonna reign. And Jesus like, I'm leaving this earth. Like, I'm about to lay my life down for humanity. And finally, in this last supper scene, they're finally starting to get it. And the disciples, they're now troubled. And they don't understand the plan. They're like, wait, I thought, wait, so you're not going to be prime minister of Israel. Wait, so you're not going up to be the king and rule. And they're troubled in their soul. Have you ever been troubled in your soul? Especially when you don't understand the plan of God. God, but I thought life was going to go this way. God, but I thought this was the plan. God, I mean, I thought by now for sure we're about to go into 2020. It was supposed to happen in 2019. Mm, maybe 2020. Like, God, I don't, mm. Has God's plan ever left you more confused? Because it didn't match up to your plans. And if you're not careful, that can take your peace. And Jesus knows this. And he tells him, I leave you peace. I give you my peace. Like this is, it's not just peace. It's not like, hey, I leave you peace. Like, no, it's not peace. Like, I give you my peace. This is deep. This is beautiful. This is the peace that Jesus is actually living out in front of them because he's about to be executed, yet there's this stillness and calmness to his soul that he trusts his father, even when he wants the cup to be passed from him. He says, no matter what may be going on outside of you, you can have this peace on the inside. That peace is my peace. It's who I am, and that's the peace I'm going to lead to you. I don't know about you, but I need that peace in my life. It's peace. Come on, somebody say peace. peace. That's the peace that humanity needs. Isn't it beautiful? The first thing that the angels announce when Jesus is born is peace on earth. And the last words that Jesus says before he goes to the cross is my peace I leave with you. Jesus brings peace. Jesus gives peace. Jesus is peace. The first and the last thing. The wise men were looking for peace when they heard that Jesus was born. The disciples were in need of peace. Humanity's in need of peace. You and I are in need of real peace. But he's the missing peace. He's the missing peace of humanity. The other day, we were at our house, and me and Dana, we love setting up Christmas decorations at our house. Like, we absolutely love it. And we try to make the house look beautiful. And, and so we have this one little manger scene. We have a little, little manger scene, and we like to set it up on one of our coffee tables. And it, it's actually a little funny. It's, it's, it's all made out of Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown characters, um, like peanuts. You know what I'm talking about? Like, so there's Charlie Brown, Snoopy. I think, I think baby Snoopy is baby Jesus. And he's right in the middle. You could think that's blasphemy or you could think it's cute. We think it's cute. And so we put it there. But my niece was over the house the other day. I have a little niece named Penny, Penelope. And, and Penny, she, she's like a little tornado. And she has a lot of energy. And so she, she grabbed baby Jesus and, and snatched baby Jesus. And when we were looking, and all of a sudden Diana looks at the manger scene and little baby Snoopy's gone. 
So we're looking all over the house. We're like, where, where's Snoopy? Where's Jesus? <laughs> where, baby, Jesus is not in the scene. Like the most important piece is missing from the manger scene. Where is he? We can't find him. And Penny's jumping all over the couches, hanging off a curtain, throwing herself all over the house. And literally, all of a sudden we found in her hand was the missing piece. Can I tell you, you can have a life that looks good on the outside. You can have the car, the house, the wife, the husband, the job, the career, the degrees. You can have the money, but you're missing the missing piece. It's the centerpiece. And without the centerpiece, life is not complete. Your peace won't be complete. Come on, it's the only one that the world is in need of. His name is Jesus. He is the king of kings. He's the one that brings peace. He's the one that is peace. He's the right peace. Come on, if you know him, can you give him a big shout of praise for the next five seconds? Give Jesus a big praise. Come on, somebody. Come on, he's the right peace. Are we missing the right peace in our life? The missing peace. Everything else looks good. Our Instagram looks good. Our selfies, our Christmas cards look good. But there's a missing piece. Now, there's a difference. Now, he, peace, how we talk about it and how the Bible talks about it is two different things. Because when we talk about peace, we mean no conflict, no trouble, right? Like, oh, finally, my kids are behaving. I have peace at home, right? Oh, finally, my husband understood what I was trying to tell him. He's no longer hard-headed. I have peace. Finally, the change the manager at my job and at my workplace. I have peace. We think peace means no conflict. Now, now listen. When the Bible talks about peace, it's a completely different peace. It encompasses way more than just no conflict. When the Bible talks about peace, in the Old Testament, it's the word shalom. Shalom. I've heard that word before. Before, never really had a, a true meaning or understanding until a couple years ago. Shalom. Now, the word shalom means this, to make complete or to restore to a state of wholeness. It's complete. It's something that is absolutely whole. It's complete. It's, this is shalom. This is the peace. Whenever you see peace in the Old Testament or the New Testament, it, this word shalom. In the New Testament, is the Greek word irene. It's where we get the name irene from. It means complete, whole peace. Missing or lacking nothing. In fact, the word picture for shalom is a stone that has no dents or missing parts. It's round and complete. It would say that that stone is shalom. Nothing's missing from it. They would say that if somebody's building a wall and the wall had no missing bricks and it was complete, it was done, it was finished, that's a wall that's shalom. The Bible says in the book of Job that Job goes outside and he sees all his tents and he says, my tents are in shalom because they're in good standing and nothing is missing in my tents. That's shalom. The Bible says that when Solomon finished building the second temple, once it's complete, it says that the building was in shalom. Nothing was missing. Can I tell you, Jesus doesn't just come to take away conflict from your life. In fact, he's not the absence of conflict. He's the presence of something. It's shalom. It's peace to make you complete, to make you whole, to make sure that you're not lacking nothing, to make sure that your life is absolutely whole. That's the peace that Jesus brings. I'm not lacking nothing. I don't need any. There's no lack in my life. I'm complete because I have the shalom of Jesus. I have the peace of Jesus. That's what Jesus came to bring. And that's what eventually he's going to bring again completely to a new earth and a new heaven.
And the Bible says that those of us who are in Jesus can start walking in this peace today. I don't know about you, but that's some good news. And I love the words of Jesus in John chapter 14. He says, how I give peace is not like the world gives peace. I don't give like the world gives. Because the way the world gives is completely different than how Jesus gives. It's a different kind of peace. Peace of just no conflict or complete shalom. What is the difference? What's the difference? How do we make a difference between the peace that Jesus gives and the peace that the world gives? Well, I'll say number one, the peace that Jesus gives, number one, it's unconditional. It's unconditional. It's not like the peace that the world gives. The peace that the world gives us is conditional. Like you want to have peace, you can only have peace with strings attached. If you have certain things, then you and I can have peace. Come on, I've been there. Right? Well, I, I have peace, I have peace, I'm good, as long as I have certain things in my life. But that's completely opposite to the peace that Jesus gives. The other day I, I showed up to the office and, and I don't like carrying around a lot of keys. I only have really one set of keys and, and I only have my car key there. Like I don't, I don't like carrying around a lot of keys. And I was coming to the office, I have another set of keys with just a couple more keys. And in that other set of keys, I have my office key and house key and stuff like that. And I usually try to carry both of them around in the car, but not in my pocket. I just, I don't like heavy keys. And so the other day I came to work and I came to the office and uh, I was the first one here just because I love working hard for the glory of God and being the first one in, last one out. And um, I show up and, and, I, and I realize I have forgotten my second set of keys. They're not in the car, they were at home. So, so I get off the car and I go up to the office door and and I can't open the office door because I don't have the key. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And again, nobody's here. I was the first one. Glory to God. Just working hard for his glory. But um, like, what am I going to do? I don't have the key. Unless I have the key, I can't step into the office. That's how worldly peace works. Unless you have a savings account and certain stocks and bonds and your life looks a certain way, then you can't step into peace. You need a certain key to step into the peace that this world gives. If you don't have that key, you're out of the peace. Oh, you're, you're still single? Oh, you, you can't have peace being single. Oh, at least have a couple relationships. At least be sleeping around. At least if you have somebody, then you can have some peace. You have somebody, you're good, you're complete. You have completeness once you have somebody in your life. Because if you don't have somebody in your life, then you're incomplete. And so there's conditions to this wholeness or completeness or peace that the world tries to give us. Right? Unless you, don't, unless you have that, you don't have, this week I was talking to somebody and he told me, I found out there's levels of rich. There's rich and then there's rich, rich. <laughs> and they say people who are just rich, hmm? They still got a lot of problems. They got a lot of issues. But if you're rich, rich, or wealthy, then you got peace. Whoa, it's so conditional. I'm like, I'm not even in any of those tiers. That means I got nothing. Like, I'm here trying to feed Zion something. Like, I don't I got no peace. Right? But unless I have something, I can't enter this peace that the world gives. I got to have conditions. But what I love about Jesus is that the only key, the only peace that you need is him. Because once you have the key, once you have that peace, you can enter into what's a relationship or a state of peace. 
It's now a place where you live. It's now a place where you have your being. It's now a place where you reside. It's a place of peace. It doesn't come from what I possess. It doesn't come from what I own. It comes from who I know. It's completely different. I got peace not because I own something. I got peace because I know someone and his name is Jesus. Oh, come on. I may not have the car. I may not have the job. I may not have the relationship. I still may be in trouble. I still may be lacking, but I know somebody. His name is Jesus. He is the source of peace. And so I live in peace. I sleep in peace. I can live and breathe and eat and have my being in this peace. When I know Jesus, it's a big difference. It's not conditional. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? He says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life. Some of us this morning, we're anxious, we're worried, we're stressed. I don't have what the world says I need to have. And I don't have peace. Now, you want real peace? No, Jesus. It's unconditional. The peace that Jesus offers, just get to know him, live with him, talk to him. I'm not talking about a pastor, a church, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about no Jesus and you'll know true peace unconditional peace anybody glad with the peace that Jesus gives unconditional peace unconditional unconditional so peace doesn't come from what I possess but this peace comes from who I know I know Jesus and so this peace is unconditional number two it, it's reliable peace reliable somebody say reliable because, because the peace that the world gives is unreliable. Oh, you, you'll be happy one day and feel calm and peace one day. The next day is gone. Where's the peace that you just had? Sometimes it's the same day. You wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, oh, the baby slept through the night. Got up this morning, the husband took out the garbage. Washed my car yesterday. I got peace. Take a couple of moments just to have a zen moment at home, whatever that means, right? Put on the sound of a waterfall. Oh, I got peace. Until you jump on the palmetto and cars honking, cars swerving, people not putting on their turning signals. And, and all of a sudden, peace that the world gives is so unreliable. It's inconsistent all the way around. Because the minute that I have no noise, calm, that's peace. The minute the kids come running in, the minute the emails come, the minute the phone starts to ring, the minute we start fighting, I'm in no peace. I was in peace, I'm in no peace. I was in peace, now I'm no peace. I had money, I had a job, they gave me a week. A week ago, they gave me a promotion, just a week ago, a week ago. Okay, now this week, I got fired, and I got no peace. They're gonna lay off people at the job, and now you're nervous, or you're, am I next? Am I on the chopping block? They're gonna, they're gonna kick me out this job. Wait, I don't have peace, I have peace. You're going back and forth. This week, I talked to some couple, I'm like, how's your marriage doing? This week has been great. <laughs> Come on, everybody know what I'm talking about? And I know, I've been there, I've been there, like, right? That's how we talk. But if your peace is based on that, what happens on the week where it's not good? 
Oh, peace. Stressed. Anxious. There's a story in the Gospels. I love it. Jesus, he's hanging out with his disciples, and he says, hey, let's get in the boat. We're across the Sea of Galilee. It's nighttime. Jesus is a little tired. He says, I'm going to go to sleep on the boat. Let's just go to the other side. And many of you heard this story. You know it, right? Jesus gets in the boat. The disciples start sailing off, and all of a sudden, a storm breaks out of nowhere. Much like life, a storm will come out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, the winds and the waves, and it seems like everything goes wrong. You ever had those like weeks where everything goes wrong? Are you serious? Zion has to get his shots <laughs> this week, along with everything else we're dealing with. <laughs> right? The kids are not sleeping. The kids got a cold this week when I have a cold too. <laughs> Right? You're about to lose your job this week when we got all these bills to pay. Sometimes it seems like all hell breaks loose at the same time. And a storm breaks loose out of nowhere. But if you read the Gospels, especially in the Gospel of Mark, it says Jesus is sleeping on a cushion. He's not asleep. He's sleep, sleep. Like he's on a deep state of sleep. And all of a sudden the boat starts rocking, water's getting in the boat. Like I could just imagine him trying to like stumble all over the boat. And at the bottom of the boat, Jesus has a pillow pet and is sleeping. Like he's sleep, sleep. He, he's really sleeping. And I can imagine the disciples talking to themselves like, Yo, who's going to wake up Jesus? Tell him we need some help. Like you go wake up Jesus. No, Bartholomew, you go. No, no, Matthew, you go. Peter, you go. Nobody likes you. You always got a big mouth. You go, Peter. Imagine a discussion. Finally, somebody goes over to Jesus, and it says they wake up Jesus. Look at the way they tell him, you care. You ever talk to Jesus like that? Not me. I know he cares about me. Come on, let's be real. I know you know all those hymns and all those gospels, and oh, if his eyes on the sparrow, his eyes on me. But there's times where you're like, do you care? Don't you see my life? You know my money situation? Look at my relationship problems. You see my health issues, do you even care? Well, says Jesus gets up, and I can imagine him, like, when somebody wakes you up out of that deep, nice sleep you got, <laughs> like, man, I'm about to calm these waters, or I'm about to make them drown you right here. Like, <laughs> Jesus wakes up, and it says he calms the winds and the waves, and he goes, don't you have faith? Because you can have peace. How could Jesus sleep in the middle of a storm? Because this peace is not worldly peace. It's not based on outside circumstances. Can I tell you the peace that Jesus gives? Peace is not a situation. Peace is a savior and his name is Jesus. You can sleep through a storm. You can praise through a storm. You can worship through a storm because you know the one that's in your boat. You know the one that's in your soul. You know the one that's in your life. And as long as he's in your life, you will sleep right through the storms of life. Trusting him. Life will get heavy, life will get hard, but he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Don't let what's on the outside affect what's happening on the inside. I come to give you real peace. Somebody today, you need real peace. True peace on the inside. And nothing will move you, come what may. You know who you're standing on. You know the promises, you know the Savior in spite of the storms around you. That's true peace. That's what the Bible says in Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am 
God. Not be still and know that everything's going to be all right. Not be still and know that your kids are going to turn around. Not be still and know that he's going to fix the marriage. Not be still and know that he uh, is going to heal you. Not be still and know that he's going to give you a million dollars. Not be still and know that you're getting the houseboat and the BMW. Not be still and know. Be still and know he's God. I'm still not because of what I have, not because of what's going on around me. I'm still because I know he's God and he's with me. He's got me. It's unconditional. It's reliable. And we'll finish with this. The peace that Jesus gives is supernatural peace. Supernatural peace. It, it, it's out of this world type peace. It's not the peace that this world gives at all. It's out of this world because we need a peace to deal with something that's out of this world. What am I talking about? Maybe you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I'm good. Somebody invited me to church. I just wanted to see some snow. I'm just here like, I just wanted snow cones and snow and I'm just, I'm good. Like life is good. I got the house, the car, the kids, the wife, the husband. I'm good. Got a business, got money, got, I'm good. Nothing's in trouble. Like on the outside, everything's good. But the kind of peace that humanity needs is not exterior peace, it's interior peace. Because sooner or later, sooner or later, the problem's not outside, the problem's inside. You can be in the Fiji Islands with no emails, texts, listening to Andrea Bocelli on your headphones and just be at complete peace. Sooner or later, there's turmoil in the soul. There's problems in the human heart because the Bible says we are born in sin and inclined to sin. And sooner or later, whether you know God or far away from God, don't believe in God, there's a moral code inside of every human heart that knows when you've done wrong, when you're doing wrong, when you've said wrong, when you've thought wrong. What do we do when we're wrong? It disturbs the peace of the soul. I know I cheated. I know I lied. I know I said something I should have said. It, sometimes people, sometimes you see people that have it all. They have Oscars, Grammys, cars, BMW, everything, Mercedes, they have the Lamborghini, Rolls Royce, they have the mansions and cars, they have, they're in all the best vacations in the world, yet there's something on the inside that doesn't let them sleep. Because there's something on the inside we all need, and it's peace for the soul. Because the Bible says we're at war with God, we're at odds with God because of our sinful nature. What can bring this peace? Who can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so the peace that Jesus brings is supernatural peace because it's dealing with something that's not natural. It's the human soul. Look what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 1. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him. Let's talk about Jesus. And through him, Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood. His blood that was shed on the cross. Alex, what do I do on the inside? Because maybe life is good on the outside. What do I do on the inside? I know I've done wrong. I know I've said wrong. I know I've thought wrong. Some people in my own life have no idea some of the things I've done or am doing or will do. What do I do with that? You need peace with God, and the peace with God only comes with Jesus, the mediator between men and God by what he did on the cross. And I'm thankful that I got peace with God once I know Jesus.
I give you peace and I leave you peace. It's peace that surpasses all understanding. That's why people will look at you funny and they're like, you're in church. You're on Dream Team or whatever they call it. So you post something about growth track, growth track, where you're growing tracks or whatever is that? Well, I don't get it. You, I know what you've done. I know where you've been. Because there's a guilty conscience working in them about some of the stuff they've done. How can you continue living? Oh, your family lets you get by with some of the things you've done and some of the things. Yeah, because I have peace for my soul. All that I've done, all that I'm doing, and all that I will do was paid for at the cross by the blood of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I'm no longer who I used to be. I have peace with God, and I have peace in my soul. His peace is unconditional peace. It's reliable peace. It's supernatural peace. We hear stories all the time of people saying, co-workers coming up to them, like, how, how do you look so calm? How, you, how are you so like strong going through what you're going through? It's supernatural peace. Today, this is what we look at as we think about Advent and Christmas. We look back and we say, well, God was faithful with his promise and he brought peace on earth. And if we look forward to the future in Revelation, it says he's going to restore all things. There's, there's peace in the past and there's peace in the future so I can have peace in my present. I got peace for my soul. When I have the right peace in my life. Are you missing the peace of Jesus today? Are you missing the right peace? You got everything else, but there's one peace missing. I want us to stand up to our feet. Let's pray.